Hey, this is Marv Wolfman, co-creator of the Teen Titans, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. All right. There we go. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Thanksgiving Eve, yo. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving when they hear this, but yeah. Yeah. Providing they hear it on Thursday, otherwise. Anyway. Right, or just Thursday if you're in the UK. Yeah. But who in their right mind would listen to this thing on Thanksgiving? Don't. Be with your family or your friends. And I mean, them. You can listen to it later. Just stop. There's no yeah, reason to listen yes, on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Spend, spend time with your family. However, I do understand you know, the need to maybe kind of separate yourself from family for a little oh, while. okay. That's all right. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it, it, there's a moment where, you know, you might see some time out. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you got planned tomorrow? Uh, the same thing I do every year, which is enjoy the time away from 11 o'clock comics, episode 826, everybody. And I am Vince B. You are so smooth. <laughs> I have David A. Price. Yes, and, uh, and there's no it. there's no Jason Wood this week. There's no, no Jason. There's no Tony. There's no, no anyone. Nope. Nope. We're kicking it old school, bullpen old bullets in style. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. We'll we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. We did attempt um, multiple times with with multiple people. <laughs> To, yes. to get someone else in here for your enjoyment because we love you so much. And um, some of them initially worked and then, oops, they didn't. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, it's the night before a holiday. Yes. What do we expect? Right. So we're here to, to we're make your... What? We're, we're being blown off oh. by a movie for the second time. I, he's just so weird. I, I love him. Almost more than anybody else on this planet, but he is flipping weird. Yeah, but anyway. Um, but you know who's not weird? And we have to thank them for making this possible. It is our no, beautiful. No, some of them are freaking weird, though. They are, but it's the cute, cuddly kind yes. of. Aw, he's agreed. eating his agreed. own poop. Isn't agreed. that weird? Funny, cute. But anyway, it, it's our patrons, and we love them because they make all of this possible for you. Uh, audio, video, images, downloads, polls, uh, participation in the book of the month, and the dedicated Slack channel. They get the, all of that just for throwing uh, coins at us. And we love them for it because it opens up so many doors and makes so many things possible. If you would like to see what is hopping under the Patreon, get a lay of the land, so to speak, Go over to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one, one, no apostrophe, and you'll see um, at least the titles of stuff that you missed. And there's many things going on. And if you would like to become one of the family, then hell, uh, we'd love to have you. Who are we to turn you away? Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Last time you're going to hear about it. Yes, yes. Um, well, um, I think I'm going to doubly let you down this time because usually I'm drinking, um, McDonald's coffee, the best Java on the planet, but I'm not drinking McDonald's coffee this time. I'm drinking 
Duncan pumpkin spice. <laughs> Duncan pumpkin spice. Two extra large cups of Duncan pumpkin spice. Yeah. They do have the best pumpkin spice, while they don't have the best coffee, though. If you could somehow combine the squirt squirt of Duncan pumpkin spice into a McDonald's coffee, oh my god, I think I would explode with joy. But. Yeah. America gets thrown on Duncan. Yeah. I, I'm a man of simple tastes. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's, I know, listen, hey, hey, it's, it's, it's fine. Whatever brings you joy. I am not. I'm not going to poo-poo your choice of beverage yeah. because the poo-poo will happen soon enough. I mm-hmm. am um, because alcohol will be um, consumed tomorrow. I'm taking it easy tonight. I am. Um, I'm having some cranberry and seltzer. Oh, nice! Cranberry's awesome. It is. Especially in, you know what's good? I don't even know. I shouldn't. What is wrong with me bringing up food to a man who loves to cook? But I'm just saying, cranberry and orange together. Oh, my God. Those two tastes. Like in a bread. Like some kind of, I don't know. She made something the other day. It was like a a bread with both cranberry and orange in it. And I was like, holy hell, this doesn't suck. You did all right. Nice. my life was spared yes um yeah uh i got a lot of stuff this week a lot and i'm not gonna go super deep on on most of it because i don't think okay. it, re- it requires it uh, the first thing i'm not gonna go super deep on because i love you and i don't want to spoil anything for you but i have to mention this because it just, to. I have to. Because it just came out this week. Yep. Um. You may have heard of the writer. You may. I don't know. Um, Frank Miller. Oh. Yeah. Young gun. But he is the president and editor in chief of a new imprint called Frank Miller Presents. It's not an imprint. It's actually an LLC. Frank Miller presents LLC. How about that? Uh, and his publisher is none other than Dan DeDio. Yes. Yeah. This is a little book called Frank Miller's Ronin Book Two. <laughs> and I bought it and I read it. And and I can't say anything about it other than Frank did the layouts. Uh, while he didn't do the illustrating, he did guide Philip Tan's hand by providing him with layouts. So that's cool. Um, the visuals are by Philip Tan and Daniel Henricks. And do you know who did the lettering? I do because you told me beforehand. Uh, well, it's John Workman. Yes. Yes. So uh, while I won't say anything at all about the story, I will say that it is the most Bronze Age looking book you will see all year. Oh. Yes. It is flipping gorgeous. 
Uh, the visuals are, to my eyes, I, now you know me, I love Philip Tan. I think Tan's a master. This book is stunning. Uh, it's black and white, grayscale, lots of big spreads, lots of action, massive panels. Uh, I'm guessing that it well, I shouldn't say that because someone will call me out. But there's going to be an award somewhere for this, I would assume. It It is absolutely stunning. And um, I just noticed something. It is in black and white, but there's a slight color applied to some of the dialogue balloons. That's interesting. And the color... Um, looks to be like a very pale, could be a very pale yellow or green. I don't know. It's odd. It just every looked... every balloon or no, talking? no. Depending on well, I can't tell you that. Okay, it's it's okay. it's it's uh, relegated to one entity that is speaking, <laughs> and I don't want to say it because I I don't want to ruin anything for you, but. I had high, high, high hopes for this book. All of them were just uh, surpassed by the final product. Fantastic. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. I could Let me just get my old uh, wheelbarrow full of superlatives. It's not enough. It's just not enough. I mean, I'll, and I'll tell you something else. The narrative doesn't. It's not very involved. It's not, not a whole lot happens in the first issue. Enough happens, but it's moving slowly. And it's a lot of gorgeous moving slowly. I'm not saying anything else. Just buy it. I know you have it coming. But uh, Frank Miller's Ronin, book two, by uh, my man, Mr. Frank Miller, Philip Tan, uh, uh, what's his first name? I got to get to the credits page. Credits page does not pop up until a good way into the narrative. Mm. Uh, Daniel Henricks and uh, John Workman. It's uh, seven ninety nine, I think. Was it? It's not. Sounds about right. Yeah, but it's 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 gorgeous. I mean, every panel is just holy crap. I can stare at this forever, oh, and I'll say no more. Yeah, I I was I just telling you before we got started tonight. I did one of the I went to the shop this afternoon and um, got out of work early, ran some errands, and and after bruised apple and the market, I ran over to the shop and picked up my books and the December previews, and um, I asked Joko behind the counter if uh, if he had any because I was going to double dip, knowing that you had it. I wanted to read it for tonight. Um, I wouldn't mind double dipping on that, especially the first issue. Uh, but uh, they ain't got none, so I it was, doesn't I make know. any sense. I know that um, there are there are days where I really do feel like the shop is is the redheaded stepchild. They just it, it's I don't I don't know if it's lunar. I don't know if it's diamond. Um, but there are times where they just, they, they don't get books. That, and then, so Diamond will send them, cause I don't, I don't get variants. 
especially DC variants, because I don't need the extra book just because it's got a cardstock cover. I don't care. I'm reading the inside. Except there is an upcoming cover, World's Finest number 10. Um, there's a variant cover uh, with um, with Superman and Paul McCartney on the cover, because it's a wonderful Christmas time. Oh. And <laughs> so I, I asked them to get me that one for. I'll swap I'll swap out the standard cover for that variant. But congratulations. <laughs> you did it. You did it. So um I I it, so so Diamond will like send them DC variants instead of even though we use the manage subscription website. And, and, and we're able to, you know, the customers are able to adjust their pull list and add things and subtract things. And I, you know, they know exactly what everybody's getting. And like Diamond is like, OK, here's your books. And it's like it's like, why do I have one variant for something that just one person subscribes to and they never ask for the variant? Like and, and either. So 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 then Diamond, will be like, OK, well, you can send it back. And then Joko's like, well, then am I going to get the regular cover? No, we don't have any. Well then, why am I like I? They're just it. They know they have my the fucking short hair. It just it aggravates me on their behalf. I get frustrated because of of what they have to put up with. And it's it just it's like again, here's somebody. I have money. I want to give it to you because you know. I mean, I'm I'm the end user, but they're the end user from Diamond, and it's like and and you know they, here's their money, and they're trying to order things for their cut, and it's like why. Why, why? I know because you can and you don't care, but why make it difficult for people? I just it it. Well, um, yeah, uh, it's it, frustrating. It, it's, it's a problem. Just, yeah. No, it's a problem when the product is a periodical. That's a problem because which means you have to buy it on a regular, recurring schedule. Whether it's monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, it's still an interval that you have to go back to these establishments and buy the thing again. I, I just, it, it, I, we love comic shops. Uh, uh, I'm sure the majority of the people listening to this show love comic shops, but I, um, just because digital has eclipsed pretty much, eclipsed pretty much everything. Like, are, are comic shops going to be around in 10, 20 years? I just don't think that it, like, a lot of people don't bother, right? It's going back to a place when you can people, bopple people, and download something on your computer. Going to a place, actually getting up off your couch and going there is a lot more than some people want to do. I know. I know. Right? I, mean, I mean, not us, not anybody listening to this, but what right. I'm, it, I can understand why a lot of, I mean, I can, the whole reader attrition thing, I get it, right? Because you have to make an effort to go get these books. Or in, in some cases, actually order them online and have them shipped to your house, right? But it still involves effort on your part. It, and I don't think a lot of people, um, a lot of, of the unconverted want to do it. I, Which is sad because it there's a joy to it, right? Going I to mean, this place every week yeah. and talking to people, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm especially I, when I, it's within walking distance for me. And I know I, I don't, I don't know. You how could close sleep there. You, you could true. sleep there. Um, oh, it's about uh, three miles from me. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of parking, or is it like you know, meters three parking? 
Is well, it, is it convenient to get to? Is what I, like, oh, is yeah, it, it's no, it's no um, problem at all. What, what we've been doing is um, Mia has been scheduling her work days at the architectural firm, which is my sister-in-law's place, either on Tuesday or Wednesday. Dave has the books on Tuesday. And if I go right. at a certain time, you know, here, Don't this is, this is a little, no, I'm just saying here, he, no, no. If I go towards closing time, he gives me a pack and he's like, here, this is for you. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I can't look at them until the next day. Right. Which is, I pay. And then I, uh, Wednesday, <gasps> it's amazing. Like um, but, but no, I get my books on Wednesday. Uh, Mia has been scheduling her work days on new comic book day. That's so awesome. it's awesome. We both yeah. go. I mean, she doesn't buy anything, but we right. both go. Um, and it's like, uh, whoever's there, it's always fun to see them, to be in the presence of all the books, you know, even the ones I don't buy. Uh, that's why I, I think the, the um, I mean, the periodical game is rough, man. It's it's hard. I we we love. I mean, whether it's the comic shop, whether it's the the, the used bookstore, I just I love being around the paper. I, mm-hmm. I I I want to be. You know, I just I it's my happy place. It, it absolutely is seeing sure. seeing shelves high full of books and and spines and it's and I I get both sides. I really do. I understand the whole the 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 the, the aspect of digital is wonderful it, it's technology is advancing you can zoom in on on panels and read small word balloons it's instant gratification it's no ads so yeah you know you wake up at seven in the morning you're still in your pajamas you can read your new comics instead of actually like you said getting dressed getting in the car driving wherever and, right. and you know waiting online but it's i can't touch it just no 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 you can't and can't smell them i just which is what i love to do right. but i what is um What's the breakdown um, as far as comics to to games to everything else at Dave's? Oh, he doesn't mess with games. Well, I, just, I'm, just no, I, I shouldn't say that. Trading cards. He, he he may have a box of Pokemon. He may have a box okay. of of Magic, but he does not relegate. Does he have game night? He doesn't. He doesn't. No, no, tables. no, okay, no. Right. no. Um, right, so he does. Shouldn't get out. He does action figures. He does sure. a, a limited amount of pops, very limited amount. Um, I mean, he knows they sell, so he'll get the ones people want. Um, you know, the Marvel uh, select figures, he does those. He'll do, like, he's got a room with plastic, which is to the side of the book room. So he does a limited amount of t shirts. For the most part, Dave sells comics, that's what he sells. And the majority of his shelf space is all comics, graphic novels, collections, single issues, wall books. If it's paper and it's a periodical, he makes the most room for that, which is he's an old school store in that respect. He's never done games. If you if but if you order something from the game section, he'll get it for you. But he doesn't have folding tables that was oh, okay. that was a different another store that was down the road uh it was called unknown comics they used to do games um but they didn't sell many comics i think it's a sacrifice you got either yeah. you got to lean into one direction right if if you're you're heavy on the D and the magic and the 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 board games that's really not the same audience as comics 
for the most part. There's a little bit of crossover and maybe a lot bit crossover, but that crossover margin is not going to feed your family. <laughs> you know, you got to pick a side. And uh, from what I'm hearing, because of this whole Hasbro thing, um, what I'm hearing on uh, uh, from a lot of the retailers on YouTube, that those that invest in the game aspect of it, that there's a lot of uh, unfortunate byproduct from that clientele. That if you sell comics as well as games, that game clientele will, let's just say, reduce your profit on the periodicals. I just watch a bunch of game-centric videos on... Um, Hasbro-themed game-centric videos on uh, YouTube. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, those, that's, those are my people too. But they tend to mess up the stores. They tend to not be respectful to the periodicals, rendering them unsellable in many cases. Uh, they come into the shops and don't buy anything. Uh, and then leave, you know what I mean? So there's things to consider as from a retailer uh, when you decide to include games along with your periodicals. It's tough. And and a lot of guys are just like, fuck it, I don't make any room for D&D and Magic anymore because those people come in and they 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 render my stuff unsellable. They'll go... Now, I know this is a cliche, but this is verbatim from one video. They touch them with their Cheeto-stained hands and they get the yeah. books all shitty and it's like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So that's what I'm saying. You got to lean into one way or the other. Those that are, that are all game stores in our area have been successful up until a certain point. Like, we don't have any game stores now because of illegal... Uh, matter that happened uh, it's unfortunate but they're in jail now but anyway and and the the dave's is just comics for the most part and he's very successful you know he's the only comic book store we have in our area that's it i i know that um they the, the rift has has game night they've got uh on, on the discord they're always Pumping out the the promo codes, or letting everybody know what um, what what either board game are being played, what uh, you know, what 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 room is set up for Magic or D and D or Warhammer, whatever. They've got all the they got the miniatures, they got the paints. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm guessing consoles. they make a lot more money from games than they do comics. Absolutely. I'm just I'm just guessing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they do, and it's and I you know they they they'll um they'll buy the first issues. Because they, they do have uh, they have customers that you know just want the first issues. They have customers that just want variant covers. Um, so there's still there's still some speculators that that'll come in, but um, you know they they know they have the regulars and they look out for them. And you know at, at the plenty of times they based on what I have on my pull list and what I buy. If there's something that they think I might be interested in, they'll um, they'll let me know about it. And uh, and it's worked out for them because you know it, it, it's how I got and uh, ended up buying you know Angel when I was checking out Buffy for a while and and it's just I mean yeah it makes sense for them to go together but you know even before the crossover started um, they had uh, they, they 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 were they were upselling so it and it, it all all for positive but uh, yeah the the comic section does seem to be 
at least the new single issues seems to be dwindling, getting a little smaller. They still have a wall of of hardcovers and collections, and you know they they and and everything's kind of new. They've got the new the new hardcover for Die, I think, is is out now, and and so that's there on the shelf. And um, the uh, the Master of the Universe mini comics collection that you have that's that's shrink wrapped on the shelf there. And um, I don't have that. Class, I, have I thought you did. Oh, no. Mario bought it. Yeah, no, Mario bought the newspaper. That's the one I have. I have the big, oversized oh, newspaper. Okay. Uh, the the, uh, the um, mini comic collection. Uh, I haven't re- I haven't received it yet, <laughs> and I bought it a long, long time oh, ago. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I had it in my hand today. Um, but no, I mean they know that, uh, and. They know who their comic customers are, and, and you know, I, I, there are times where I'll I have to wait, and I don't mind waiting. But you know, I'm waiting because the person is going through uh, the Pokemon cards or trying to see what you know he they they have to sell the shop, and and um, you know, someone's always. Buying. I didn't I didn't have time today because when I was there, actually, my neighbor um, behind me, the uh, I'm the vice president, the president of the of, of the board. He was he was there picking up a couple things. He picked up actually the uh, facsimile, the reprint of Fantastic Four fifty two today because he he says he his his Fantastic Four run with Kirby starts after the fifties, so he never had the original issue. Ah. Um, so we were talking about that, and and he paid, so he was picking up a couple of books, picked up Scooby the 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 Scooby Batman mystery. So we were chatting. So I mean I was waiting for him, and then we walked home together, but. Um, I did mean to ask Joko while I was there um, if he had any thoughts on the whole uh, Hasbro anniversary magic set. It's Just a debacle. It's so insane. It's ridiculous, I, egregious. <laughs> uh, for all the, the positive... I have no skin in the game. Nah, it's, it's still making me mad. It's fucking ridiculous. They deserve everything and more that they have coming to them. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Holy shit. Happy 30th anniversary. We're going to fuck you hard. Yeah, seriously, bend over. Um, oh, you you want to go um, now, or you want me to do something fast? Uh, you can go, go. Ahead, go. go. No, well, um, no, you go fast, because I'm going to be a little rambly with this anthology. All right. Um, again, I can't get too deep into this, because if you have... Um, experienced the legend of Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan at any point in its publication history, more or less, this is not going to be um, news to you. What uh, was uh, chronicled in the first issue of Dynamite's Lord of the Jungle, which was written by Dan Jurgens. How about that? Wow. Yes. Oh, is this the Lee Weeks cover? One of them, yeah. Uh, okay. He he. Lee Weeks was the finest cover of the first issue. I don't have the Lee Weeks cover. I have the hmm. Gary Frank cover because this is the one that was pulled for me. I wasn't specific okay. on what cover I wanted, and um, this book sold out. So I'm glad to have it in any form. Um, the uh, artist is Benito Gallego. Colored by Francesco Segala. Uh, I did say that uh, Ronin 2, book 1, 
is the most Bronze Age book I read uh, this year. This one comes close because uh, Gallego is a clone and a half of Big John. He looks his work looks a lot like John Basima to the point where uh, you would swear that it was 1977. Uh, and it wasn't Dynamite that published this, it was Marvel. Because it looks like the the, the Basima uh, Tarzan run at Marvel. Um, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. But, I mean, it's all here. The uh, John Clayton, wife dies. Uh, well, they were, of course, shipwrecked. Uh, Africa, wife dies. Um John Sr. is forced to uh, take care of his young son. Uh, John fucks up while hunting uh, one day and fires an arrow uh, at a deer and misses the deer and uh, hits Kerchak, the, uh, the ape, with an arrow. And because of his error, uh, he's killed. And uh, another ape... Kala, who had a stillborn son, carried around the dead baby with her, sees young John Clayton II in the the crib and switches uh, her dead uh, child for John, and she raises him. He's raised with the Manjani apes. It's, It's straight Edgar Rice Burroughs. They really don't stray very far from the source material on this. Um, there's a framing sequence with an old er man uh, on the the deck of a ship traveling to um, home, and it's it's just an older Tarzan, and he's going back home for some reason we don't know yet. But the 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 story uh, within the framing sequence is is it's it's very close to. Uh, Burroughs, and it's very close to the uh, Joe Kubert adaptation because Tarzan's swinging around naked a lot. But I mean, it's a dynamite book, so you're not going to see anything. It, it's tastefully tasteful shadows, just like Kubert did it. Okay. No, it's it's fun. It's a great book. I had a lot, um, but it, they did not reinvent the wheel at all. Okay. It's tar, but I don't know why they can't use Tarzan. It must be something with the Burroughs estate. It's just called Lord of the Jungle, number one. Um, what was he? Um, was he called Tarzan or Greystoke in that um, that Willingham book that uh, had all the pulp, or that had Tarzan and his son? And it was what the hell was it called? It was from a couple of years ago. Dynamite published it, I believe. Uh boy. Um. I can say that I don't recall any dynamite book with Tarzan in the title. Let me let me just do a little quick search. I'm I'm probably wrong, but uh, I'm guessing it's a Burroughs estate um, deal where they can use the character and the ba 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 ba. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't say. Wow, his Wikipedia page is woefully out of date. <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Because they don't say John Carter either. They say Warlord of Mars 
right? Or, or there was, do- let's see, there was legendary, a steampunk adventure, but that was from 2014. So that's not it. That's not uh, what I'm talking about. The, the John Carter Tarzan crossover was called Lords of Mars. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about. Did he write that? Uh, no, no. Jurgens, no. No, 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 no. Willingham. Uh, possible? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, it was, it, it didn't change anything. Uh, I, I, I'm very confident in saying that if you like Tarzan, you'll like this book a lot because again, it is Tarzan <laughs> it's as, as, uh, established by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I thought it was great. Um, very much in the Bronze Age mold. So that's a, another win for me. So if you're looking for some Tarzan, some pulpy Tarzan, uh, check out Lord of the Jungle number one. It's wonderful. Tip of the hat to Big John. That's great. Yeah. Um, there was a anthology... I'm not quite sure. I think it was probably because there was a story by um, David F. Walker. It is. Anyway, Humanoids published an anthology called First Degree, a crime anthology. Um, and there aren't really any happy stories in here. It's a whole whole bunch of stories basically about revenge uh, or people feeling they deserve things and, and, and we'll take it out on others. But um, for the most part, uh, there were the stories in here are, were written for this book. There are, uh, there are a couple stories that um, appeared in, uh, appeared previously uh, published in uh, metal Herland in uh, a little over a decade ago. But um the polar, all caps, P-O-L-A-R, Cognac Festival um, takes place in France. And there's a, uh, it's a celebration of the thriller genre. And, um, and there's a little bit of an introduction here. And in, in, in the back of the book, uh, the last pages include like posters from the, uh, the event from, uh, from various years the the festival from like 2012 2015 uh 2002 it's been going on for a while uh but there are as with any anthology some stories really um knock me on my butt some are uh kind of shrug and we just you know move on and 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 hope the next one's a little bit stronger um I didn't count to see what the average is and and how um, how it breaks down. I do have a lot of little post-it notes for my favorites, um, but I don't know if that outnumbers the. Uh, it probably, I believe, it outnumbers the stories that really didn't um, didn't sink to me. But the very first story, um, it's a new story by written by Walker, um, illustrated by Michael Lark. Uh, Dave Stewart on colors and it takes place. Um, it's one of the few stories that actually takes place in the U S I'm going to say New York because, um, 
it's snowing. It's a corner bodega guy outside asking for st- asking for spare change. He's a veteran, um, homeless and hungry, and and there's a great little conversation with this dude who walks into the store and asking the the uh, the owner if she's got the flaming hots, and she's like, "We've never had them. We're not getting them." And he's like, "You really should." He talks to the old man outside, gives him um, gives him a coffee, gives him some money, uh, and then young buck keeps walking, but. He gets stopped by the cops. So uh, the vet goes over and lets him know, you know, you don't really have to mess with this kid. It, you know, he didn't do nothing. Like, he, he went into the store. He left the store like, what do you did? There's nothing going on. And then the cops start beating on the old man also. And and that's that, that basically kind of sets up that, that that's that's the tone for basically the entire book. Bad things happen in some cases to good people. Um, and. Uh, and and you know Walker writes a strong story. It's it's typical. It's it's cops beating up minorities, and and that's that's nothing new, sadly. So um, that that story, kind of like I said, it just that's 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 where we're going with this anthology. There's not going to be a lot of smiles here. Um, another one of my favorites was uh, a guy driving to uh, to his uh, secluded home. Uh, with a blonde chick in the front seat, and apparently homeboy's married, and that's why he's got to take her here away from the city where no one's going to see him. Um, but he gets there, and uh, his wife is waiting for the both of them, and she sets up a little bit of a game, and, and she's going to play Russian roulette. She she ties up the husband, ties up the mistress, um, and uh, things really aren't going well for the husband. Um, in in that story, there's uh, there's one where we have um, and and a lot of these the art it, it's a lot of the a lot of the creators are European. Uh, very few names sounded familiar to me, um, and the art's kind of uh, some of the art is is more of a animated or animation style, and then. Um, some are a little uh, more uh, like the Sienkiewicz-y and and maybe on the abstract side, some of it is just it, you're, you're getting a whole range. Nothing there's nobody's trying to ape anybody else. Nobody's trying to copy what came before. They're all just um, it's it's the art styles are very different. Some some fit the stories beautifully, um, some not so much, but they're all for the most part like five six page stories uh except except for the last couple um towards the end they go on a little longer um eight ten twelve pages but um there was uh curly on the wrong side of the grass was that's a story about a um uh kind of a mobster who uh was trying to he wanted to um he wanted to go missing and then return and basically make and then write a story about that. And and uh, this way, you know, he figured he'd strike it rich by, you know, writing about his exploits of, of where he was when when he was missing. And um, that didn't go well because he uh, for whatever reason, instead of just disappearing to go somewhere, he actually he gets a casket and uh, he he. He and his boys 
he gets in the coffin. They bury him. There was a pipe going from from the box up to the uh, through the ground, and you know, thinking he'd be able to breathe. But um, but the the coroner shows up and he's like, the pipe was too long. Carbon dioxide is heavier than oxygen, so it blocked the airway, asphyxiating him. Uh, so he's been dead for a while now. So that 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 didn't work out in his favor at all. And and of course his other friends who were involved in uh, in his debacle, um, they're suffering and, and they're paying the price for that. Uh, some of the stories there aren't necessarily too many that are. Uh, some of them kind of borrow on real life. The the husband who um, lives alone. He's a widower. Uh, his well, he's not a widower. It's just his wife disappeared like twenty years ago. No idea where she is. He hasn't stopped giving up looking for. Her. Um, and he's finally going to take a vacation. He's finally leaving the house, um, especially since there's all this construction going on in the streets. So uh, in his neighborhood. So he's like, I got to get out. I'm going to leave. Ask his neighbor to watch his cat. Um, he uh, he he he's you know halfway to the destination and he's just like i gotta i i, I gotta get home it, it, he, he wasn't even gone three hours and he's pulling back into his driveway um but there's a detective waiting for him who uh who says yeah well they were excavating and uh because they have to clear the path they're going to run new gas lines um and they uh they 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 found uh they found some bones they found skeletons um and uh, I'm, I'm convinced. Well, they 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 found they found a skeleton that you know. I'm convinced it was your wife. And my man breaks down and and confesses his crime. So his wife didn't disappear. He killed her. But what happened is, um, you know, as the construction is resuming, more bones were found, um, and it looks like. Uh, there was so many that uh, down with the, the clay soil and, and just the way they were compacted, uh, they've probably been down there since first century. And, uh, and and as they keep looking and they keep finding more skulls, more skeletons, more bones, um, his wife, the ones for his wife, were never found. So it's like, so he confessed nothing, but... You know, obviously he did do something, but it, it, these are the kinds of stories, like I'm saying, that that, that are in there. There's, there's, there's one that's kind of like in the future, um, where it was, it was kind of a almost almost Holmesian with how the the story unfolds. And um, we see somebody, it, it basically, France is practically underwater. Climate change is, is real, and, and uh, it, it's... The city is basically disappearing underwater. Um, so the story starts off with uh, this woman who's dead being basically uh, buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier. And um, he's like, you know, the guy swimming away in, in the in the scuba suit. He's like, well, that takes care of that. Then let her find her here. We're good to go. And uh, and then, you know, we time jump to one month later. These two uh, these two cops are um, on the uh on the water, on the boat, checking, you know, basically just patrolling the area. Um, one of the uh, one of the detectives dresses nice. His wife comes for money, but his wife is missing. And the other detective um, kind of dresses a little bit more shabbily. 
uh, he's got a rip on the sleeve of his jacket, um, kind of misses his partner's wife. He's like, you know, she was a great cook. We should hang out more. I miss her too, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, basically the person who you think, the person who hid that body may not be the person who you think it is as, as you continue to read the story. So that was one of the better um, whodunits. And, and, and I thought the way that the, that story played out, um, played out rather well. Uh, There's a story about a mobster who hands would shake. He wanted to be an artist and uh, he, um, but every time he would try to draw, he just, uh, the hand would shake. He it, it just super, super sketchy with, with the whole, with the, the out, artwork's all jagged and ragged. It just, it's a mess. Um, and when he was younger, he was hanging out with a friend um, after school and uh, the kid was, kid was going to shake down this other guy for, for some money. Um, but the other guy was, uh, was an older dude. So the guy was bigger than the kid from school. And, and, um, the guy ends up grabbing, holding, holding the friend at knife point. And, uh, the kid who wants to be an artist, he picks up a gun and coolly, calmly shoots the guy holding the knife in the head. So basically the only time his hands don't shake is, um, is when he's holding a gun. So from teenager to being an adult, he's doing work for the mob. Um, and, uh, but slowly over time, his, uh, his aim, he's not as good with a gun, uh, but he starts picking up the pencil again. And he's drawing a lot better. So he actually um, submits his work to Disney and um, he's getting the uh, the letter and whether or not, you know, your work is good enough to come join us. Um, but his day ends poorly. So uh, whatever the letter said, it ain't going to help him any. Um, there was a story about an old man who at first is nice to his neighbors. Um, it's, it's a, it's a slender hallway in the apartment building. Uh, but they have a wardrobe outside in the hallway by their front door. And then there was a shopping cart out by the front door and then a stroller because they had a kid and then a scooter because that kid got older, but the stroller never went away because they had another kid. And they basically, you know, like he gave, he was nice. He gave the neighbors an inch. They took a mile. And, um, and he's he's bitching to his buddy at the bar, and um, and he's like, tell them, tell your neighbor it's a fire hazard. They got to clear that shit out of there. Um, and and he's like, you know, just go ahead, tell them it's a fire hazard. Let me know what they say. He goes to the neighbors, and they're like, they're like, why why would there be a fire? That, that the woman's like, that's silly. You just watch too much TV. And they close the door on a man's face, and then he's overhearing their conversation through the door. About how this old man, he's just an old fart with a pain in the ass. You know how old people get. And they're having this conversation. They're basically talking shit about the dude. He's like, all right, fine. I'll show them. And it, it, it just, we're all getting a little O. Henry here because he does start a fire. The fire department comes. Um, but he can't get out. And so the the ladder's up the building. And, and they're like, you know, he's screaming for help. And the fire department's 
the, all the firefighters are, are, are handling their business. And they're like, well, we got that old man over there by the window. And they're like, yeah, but the neighbors, his neighbors next to him, there's a mother and a child. So we got to, you know, women and children first. The old man can wait. And it's like, so, again, it's just, he brought it on himself. But that's the kind of, um, some of the stories, you know, work out in your favor. And, uh, and, and, and you're happy to see how they end. Uh, some is just unfortunate luck. And, and the guy you were kind of rooting for ends up getting, um, pummeled by a bunch of dudes because, you know, he didn't throw a fight. And, um, there, there isn't a lot. Some of the stories might appear to be open-ended where you can kind of just figure out how things are going to go, but based on the rest of the book and how the story may have started, um, no one's really getting away cleanly, Lord or scot free. But uh, I think overall, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know. Um, there are some creators here where if I do see their names on uh, on other works in the future, I'll um, I'll probably check them out, or at least I'll. It, it was almost like it was a it was, it was like an old DC showcase book where I just I was introduced to some creators never saw before and uh and now though if if the name if i notice the name on uh on a future work from humanoids or europe or anything like that i'll um i'm more apt to uh to check them out but first degree i thought was um it it's you know it's truth in advertising it's exactly what's going on here there's uh there's there's people with uh with ill intentions um trying to get ahead or, or like I said, think they, uh, they deserve things whether they do or not. But, uh, I, um, I, 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 I dug it quite a bit. There's one that says a chef commits the perfect murder. I don't remember a story in here about a chef. Um, the, the abandoned house, the, the, the convent one was interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it was a, uh, yeah, over the past 25 years, the polar festival, uh, in France has established itself as one of the most esteemed crime fiction conventions in the world. So, um, this is a, uh, the book is a celebration of, uh, the 25th anniversary, the silver anniversary containing over a dozen tales by the writers and artists it has recognized along with a selection of humanoids, best comics, crime fiction, and an all new story by Walker and Lark. So yeah, recommended for mature readers only. I, absolutely agree with that but um i had no expectations going in i didn't even remember ordering it um although judging by some of the comments on the slack i should see if maybe i actually did order it and uh i'll um and and, it, and it's got a ribbon it's got its own little bookmark it's pretty cool but it's it's a it's a very stark red cover with the silhouette of a uh of a revolver and um i uh pleasantly surprised happy that uh happy to have read it and um i think there was definitely more more good than not not so good in this anthology well we have a humanoids orama yes we do awesome because i read and again not gonna go super deep on this because the a lot of the joy of this universe is in experiencing it uh, for the first time. But I will say, if you haven't read 
Yodorowsky and Mobius's Inkle. This book, which is called Yodorowsky and Mobius Present the Inkle Colon Psychoverse. This book is actually a prequel to what Yodorowsky and Mobius did. Uh, this thing was written by Mark Russell. Uh, Flintstones, you know, Mark Russell's a very talented and capable writer, but the uh, the douche chill comes from realizing um, that this universe has been established by very heavy hitters, Mobius, <laughs> uh, Jimenez. Like there, the the visuals for this book are astoundingly. Uh, well-crafted uh, again throw all I mean, if you don't know Mobius and Jimenez then seriously investigate but Yannick Paquette did, did the art for this and I was like wow I've I've been a, a, a I guess a uh, a sideline Paquette fan but once you see the work he has done for this book, it's like, well, holy shit. This guy managed to hold his own against the stellar talents I just mentioned. Um, and this book has ties to not only the Inkle. It has ties to the Metabarons saga. It also has a li- links to the techno priests. Uh, it, oh shit! I don't know how much I want to say because it's just—it's a very neat and concise introduction. It's smartly conceived because if I could throw one book at you and say, "Here, this will open the door to not only what I just said." Um, the ankle. It'll also give you a nice head start on the Meta Barons and the Techno Priests. Like it just makes smart business sense to have conceived of something like this. I wish I had this back in the day, right? Uh, because it would be a nice little, uh, a slow, very um, gradual. I mean, you you throw Meta Barons at somebody, they're like, what the hell? And I mean the same with the ankle. I mean the ankle starts uh, is more reader friendly than the meta barons, um, but still. Uh, so what's going on here? Well, it's it's there's a lot going on here, but in order to understand, you have to uh, get the lay of the land, so to speak. And in this reality, uh, everything is split into very distinct and opposite domains. There's the Matterverse, which is the everyday material universe. Um, And by material, I mean everything that comes from that materialism and the the, uh, not spiritual concerns, right? The the quest for fame, money, power, all that crap. Um, The Matterverse is... is, um, the realm of the 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 mundane concerns right but this the psychoverse is a more spiritual realm and uh, it's a realm of infinite possibility and here's the the hook 
there's a there's some cross pollination going on between these two uh, dimensions. Um, if something is conceived in the matterverse, it disappears from the psychoverse. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But when something expires in the matterverse, it reappears in the psychoverse. And there's a void between these two um, dimensions, and that is where the Inkle resides. But the Inkle is missing. And so the Psycho Nuns, in their giant hand-shaped starship, which is fucking amazing, sorry for the French, um, they're, they're on the case, and they're looking for the Inkle. Uh, so what do they do to find this thing? Well, they're like, well, we'll just start on this planet, destroy the thing, billions of people snuffed out, and it'll reappear in the Psychoverse, and it'll give us time to, to, to look for the Inkle, and then, you know, rinse, repeat. Um, so they just start destroying worlds with this device they have. Unfortunately, on one of those worlds resided the Meta Baron's son, uh, who is no longer <laughs> in this dimension. And the Meta Baron, who is the finest warrior ever created, is pissed. You, If there's one being you do not want to piss off, it's the friggin' Meta Baron. Like, uh, if you've read the Meta Baron, you, you're like, yeah, you're right. But if you haven't read the Meta Barons, then you have no conception of what I'm talking about. But, um, and to make things, the reason why this is a prequel to the Inkle, uh, front and center in the Inkle was John DeFool and his, uh, his little bird buddy. Um, and, uh, John is, as usual, down and out looking for a job. And he's given, um, a case to, uh, to find out why, uh, the, uh, the the planetary um the primarch or, or the queen or something whatever uh why have why they just disappear they just not they just blinked out of existence who did this so john de fools on the case and uh if you're uh learned in the tarot uh john de fool's name is not an accident <laughs> so all of the trappings of the the, the zero card the fool that is John in a nutshell. So, uh, but gorgeously illustrated by Yannick Paquette and Dave McCaig. Like this book is freaking incredible. It it looks great. It uh, you know to 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 chew on and and often very often overused chestnut. Um, this would not look out of place in vintage heavy metal. It's that good. It's that beautiful. Um, not the current shitty incarnation, but the good stuff, like from 76 to about 83, 82, this, this, uh, these stories would look perfect in there. Uh, but it's a hardcover, 24.95, and it's incredible. And if you're looking for an excuse to buy a whole bunch of books, like the whole Meta Baron saga, saga, uh, the Inkle, the Techno Priests. Just get this and read this, and you'll be just like, "Well, my God, I need more," and you'll thank me. 
So, Psychoverse. It's awesome. It is. It's so good. I, I, I mean, I knew Paquette was a very talented um, craftsman. Mm-hmm. But some of the... I mean, this is just... There's a spark of white hot creativity in this book, which is fitting, right? If you get a if you get a gig illustrating stuff that Yodorowsky has conceived, well, but this time around with Mark Russell, like that's that's gold. Where it's a drawback, but I would guess that it's incredibly t- intimidating. Stuff like mm. that doesn't come around every day, hey, right. because Yodorowsky had such a chokehold on all of this stuff. But he's in his 90s now, right? So he's like, well, you know, he realizes he's not long for this world. Let's hand it off and, and see what other kinds of creative things can come out of these universes I've created, right? Makes sense. And there's a an intro by, uh, I think it's Mark Russell. Is it Russell? Uh... Well, there's an introduction that says pretty much that, that uh, Jodorowsky's getting up there in age. He's 93. Uh, they're, they're just going to make a, a movie of the Inkle, and why not continue it with other people in the, the graphic realm, too? So makes sense. It does. Yeah, there's a quote from Bendis in here, too. Nice. Yeah. Mark Miller. Uh, David Goyer. So they're smart. They know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, there were only um, two covers for Ronin Book 2. Both by Frank, but just the cover A and B. Unless stores had their own. Wait, like, by like Frank? The Turtles, but yeah. There was no Frank Miller covers at my place. Oh, I would have left with one. I got a... Oh, okay. yeah. So it was a tan cover? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't know where they're pulling this information from, but it looks like there were only just two covers anyway. Um, huh. And it was the uh, the greatest adventure is the miniseries I was thinking about, written by Willingham and art by uh, Cesar Razik or Cesar Razik. That included the Edgar Rice Burroughs heroes. I have the hardcover, right? And that was that was yeah. in, that was from twenty seventeen. But yeah, but was he? Was he called Tarzan in that? In the book, yeah. Okay. Not on the cover. Not anywhere right. on the cover. I, I, it must be a legal thing with the Burroughs estate. Just same thing with yeah, the the Sumerian uh, with with the blaze. Yep. Yeah. But that would be the Robert E. Howard estate. Yes. Yeah. I almost choked to death on my coffee. You didn't hear it because I was lickety split with the pause button or the the, the mute button. Yeah. Mute. I almost died. Don't die. Nah. I'll come back in the Psychoverse. That's true. That's right. What else do we have? Uh, so, um, picking up where Jason, or, or just grabbing the baton real quick, uh, I, I caught up on um, on Strange from Marvel, um, written by Jet McKay, pencils by the, for the most part by... Um, Marcello uh, Ferreria. Um, anchors include uh, Don Ho. I don't think it's the same one. And uh, Roberto Poggi or um, 
uh, issue number six is actually um, illustrated by um, Lee Garbett. And I don't, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to try to throw the word underrated around because a lot of people confuse underrated with just artists that they like that don't get mentioned often. Um, and that's not, in my mind, that's not what underrated means. Maybe underappreciated, under, um, I don't know if he's underutilized because I see him on image books and he'll pop up. He does, he's doing covers for strange. So, um, Lee's getting work. I just, I like his work and I would like to see more of it. Um, but, uh, as, as Jason mentioned, um, Clea is a sorcerer supreme twice over. She's earth's sorcerer supreme since her husband is dead, as well as the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. So um, she's got her own, her own internal battle going on because these two things really don't um, get along. Um, but her, her purpose, uh, her goal is to have her husband brought back to her and um, she'll move heaven and earth and hell to to get him back and um there was a bit of a reveal that i thought um came a little sooner than i expected it to um but i'm sure it i'm sure it was there for a hook for the end of the first the first trade um so there's there's a uh, this character called the harvestman who is uh basically he is death's sorcerer supreme. He uh, he's basically making sure that um, those who are dead stay dead, and um, and and there are some characters that uh, aren't staying dead. So the harvestman is is uh, harvest man. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying men. Um, he's busy, uh, but um, because. He's uh, Death's number one. Uh, that's who Clea keeps having to face when uh, when she's trying to um, get Stephen back. Um, and there's also and and I mean Doctor Doom stops by because he's like, oh well, with Stephen Strange dead, I I I should be first supreme. I'm I'm here to to get the cloak. I'm here to get the eye. Um, you know, just chop chop woman. And, and give me my shit and, and and she's she's not having it and and she puts she puts doom in his place um she uh mom comes over for dinner umar she uh she stops by and doesn't um that really doesn't go too well although mother and daughter do get to um take their aggressions out on um uh, some poor fools who decided to stop by and attack the sanctum on the wrong night uh there's a um the the sixth issue which was kind of um it gave uh marcello a breather um the focus is wong and uh and bats the the ghost basset hound from uh the jason aaron run um and wong seems to have a hole in his memory and He's just he 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 can't figure out why he's blanking on uh, things that should be so clear to him. Um, 
problems that he should be able to solve are just out of reach and and he's uh he's struggling he goes to the bar with no name um he's uh chatting with the bartender flickering jenny because she's um she was cursed by a witch and um her appearance constantly changes which this is the kind of character i would love to have because if if i can't draw the same face in within two panels then this is perfect i just give me a character that you know i have to be able to is never going to look the same um and uh so so you know she's chatting with wong and and he um no wong's just trying to solve this mystery he uh he checks in on black widow thinking that uh, you know maybe she can uh shed some light on it because he's got some clues that he figured you know someone like her a spy agent of shield blah 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 she might have uh, she might have some insight um he goes to visit the uh the treehouse of the x-men in central park and he's uh he's chatting with gene gray and, and she's actually able to um pull the information out of um out of wong um i mean we're going way back because he he um we see Wong's father and uh, that apparently Wong comes from a long line of Wong's that have all served the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, we see Wong's first meeting with, with Steven and um, it, it's a, a brief conversation that they had. And um, it looks like uh, it might be maybe a, a scene from the Vaughn, Martin miniseries The Oath from a bunch of years back. Um, and so Gene is able to help Wong. He goes back to the bar. Um, he's able to uh, get some some answers. Um, but those answers also lead to more questions. And then the, um, the most recent issue... Um, the that is uh we actually have Clea and the uh the harvestmen um fighting side by side. And while all this is going on, there's uh there's a new a new team, a new group, um the uh, the blasphemy cartel. Um and they all uh they have no names. They're all numbers. It's like nobody number, nobody 87, nobody 32. Um, but Director Nunn is the person in charge. And um, and we have, uh, there's this, they're trying to explain, or, or they're, they're, they're equating um, magic having a price. And so does Spycraft, because... There are, they're infiltrating and getting information, and that so, so there's a huge, there's a bigger thing, a bigger game afoot. Um, but there's a whole Lazarus project involved in this, which is why I guess some characters like Black Goliath are returning. Um, and it's not like they're returning, and and they, they, they're zombies. They're just they're, they're the undead, and they're just crawling out of the ground, and they need to be. Um, put back but uh yeah i i'm i'm digging the book a lot it's um you know 
Wong is it was a bit formulaic at the start. It, 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 it's almost like it was a um, kind of formulaic, like episodic TV, where you know we start off the issue with um, Clea and Wong at the Sanctum, and then Clea goes about and does her thing, um, and then we don't really see the end of her adventure. She kind of is recapping it to Wong in the kitchen at the end of the day. And it, and, and it almost felt like that went on for a couple of issues. Um, but, uh, but Wong letting her know, you know, yes, you know what some of your responsibilities are, but there are other things required of the Sorcerer Supreme. You have to find, you know, there's the school down in Nolens that, you know, you should probably make an appearance at. You are, it is the Strange Academy. You are the Sorcerer Supreme. You're, you have Strange's name. Um, there are other uh, other duties, other responsibilities that uh, that she has, but but she's focused on her one task right now, and that's uh, that's getting her her husband back. And um, like I said, I, I think uh, I don't know how long this series will run for. Um, I'm pretty sure it ends when. Stephen returns, um, and then we'll get whatever Doctor Strange book comes out after that. But um, I, I, I'm digging McKay's work on here. The uh, Freire's art is solid. I, li- I like the way he draws Clay. I like the way he draws Wong. The multiple inkers, though, um, there are times where it doesn't even look like the same penciler from the beginning of the book um, in the middle towards the end of the book but that happens um but no i'm i'm uh i'm digging it quite a bit way more than um i don't want to say way more than i thought i would i i just i mean i i like Lee as a character i haven't read as many stories as i would have liked to have over the years featuring her um it always feels like they definitely want to make it's it's it reminds me of um like matt and karen it it just it's i get it and that they're they're a couple and they love each other and they're married um but at times it, it here's dr strange and it's like oh and by the way here's clea and it's it, was, it at times it felt like it was just forced to me and and uh like peter and mary jane but it's just it's those things where you just have uh it's i'm glad she's here because she's fighting for her for her love to come back and um and of all the characters that could do it 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 would have to be her but i just i I, like i said i haven't i haven't read so many i haven't read every appearance so i i um i'm sure it's all there ready for everybody to see i just haven't seen it all so um so I don't really have that massive um, connection to her that um, that I'm guessing others do, or that, that definitely um, the Stephen does. But yeah, it, it's a uh, it's it's an entertaining read. I, I'm uh, I don't um, since I'm not so in on all the um, all the main mainline marvel titles like i have no idea what's going on with the mutants right now really and um not reading 
the only Spider-Man book I'm reading is Miles Morales. And so, you know, having something like Strange, Strange Academy, um, the Thing miniseries from uh, earlier in the year, like, I'm, I'm enjoying the little fringe books that... Uh, that Marvel's putting out that I don't uh, like, you know, like like the full circle that, that, that we read a couple weeks ago. It, it's just I, I'm enjoying not um, not being so involved in um, in the main in the whole of uh, of the Marvel universe. Same thing with the DC stuff. I'm you know I, I enjoy the Superman books that I'm reading and and uh, you know, Deathstroke, but you know I like the whatever the hell's going on with dark crisis or the new golden age one shot that's going into the new JSA book. Like I'm not, I have no idea what's going on in the grand scheme of things with the, with the big two. And, and I, right now I'm content. I'm, I feel like I'm happier for that. I just, I just want to read the stories that I'm grooving to. I don't need to know about, you know, every, every aspect of every character and every group. Um, I'll just stay in my, my little corner and, and I'm happy. Right. Well, it happens, right? It does. Yeah. It does. I have something from Titan Comics. Oh, nice. Yeah, there was no way in hell I wasn't going to buy this book um, because it features uh, an iteration of a uh, concept that I have loved seemingly forever. And that is the uh, common common writer. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, but this book is a glaring and uh, it's an in-your-face example of why I love some common writers far more than I love other common writers. Now that there was a uh, a unifying theme here that I I really enjoy all of the common writer I've ever read or have seen i follow the shows every new one comes out i watch it uh why not but there is um there's a very massive delineation between uh what was good good and what is it's good right the the show us stuff which is uh, from like uh, say seventy one to maybe uh, early eighties, I think. Um, that's the good good stuff, but the stuff that followed the high say stuff, it's problematic. Right, because um, in the Showa series, yes, they did have merchandising. There were uh, figures and vinyls and T-shirts, uh, and and everything one would expect from a uh, science fiction series. Right, the the audience wants stuff, so let's make them stuff. We'll do it. Uh, but the merchandising came out of the narrative. In the high say stuff, the merchandising is the narrative. And that kind of turns my stomach a little bit. But I still watch it and love it. For example, in the Showa series, it's all based on the belt. You have the belt, 
you'll, you can become common Rider, whether it's uh, the OG common Rider or Amazon or Stronger. You have the belt, you're going to become common Rider. The newer series, you have the belt, but there are things that activate the belt and things that augment the power of each common rider or in many cases in uh, most cases change the physical appearance of the common rider like the belt is not it anymore it is the belt and discs or cards or cartridges or all of which are available from bandai or a, b- a bunch of other companies right like and as the suit changes you can buy the base common rider figure and you can buy the let's just throw a word out there turbo common rider figure or if you use this thing in conjunction with the belt it becomes this common rider like it's maddening the 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 merchandising has become the story now in, in where in the I know it sounds like get off my lawn, but it's true. The earlier shows were better because they didn't have all of these these hackneyed um, reactionary concepts. Like there's there's one that when you know Harry uh, Potter uh, was huge. There's like a even with the Sentai stuff there there was wands and and magic things that combined with the 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 uh rider driver and it's just so I, I but i'm a sucker i watch it and love it all the time and and i read it and this thing from uh titan uh written by brandon easton illustrated by hedry praseya pra, is it praseya uh color art by brian valenza it's good it's fun. It's no Shotaro Ishinomori. Like that's the good stuff. This stuff is enjoyable. It it's 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 mass market version of Common Rider. And I, I like I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um but they should be cutting Kirby a check because um the concept is that Artificial intelligence in the form of these androids called Humagears. Um, they, uh, one of them named Izu, is the this version, this zero one common rider, is it, partner, right? And she'll call down power from a satellite to augment his. Like it's so OMAC, it's ridiculous, right? Thanks, Jack. But it's fun. It's very fun. But it, it it's also driven by the merchandise, which kills me to a certain extent because it's, that shouldn't be. Let's have an idea that works, something creative and engaging instead of, oh, you need this thing to jam into your belt to become this version of Common Rider. Like that's just how many pieces of plastic can we sell? Do you see what you know what I mean? Like that—that's not creative. And and the yeah, they'll they'll switch it up and they'll do one skateboard version esque common rider, or they'll do like a hip hop or like a. It, it just it gets really weird as 
the you know the weirder i think the better but it it's always tied to plastic like what can we sell to these kids and that's whatever the latest common rider is like the there's a hook there's a concept that's fun but it's all based on merchandise right and it goes back to the old power rangers voltron dilemma if you're all together and you're super powerful and you win when you're all together then why don't you go into battle all together like it doesn't make any sense like oh we're getting our asses kicked let's join together and we'll win and then they do and they win the same thing with common rider like if you're powerful in this form with all this shit attached to you why don't you just go into battle super powerful like don't go in basic and then call for the whatever and become oh i'm powerful now like just take your your ultimate form and that's how you go into battle it just doesn't make any sense otherwise right but well i mean it's like why doesn't why does a green arrow always call the justice league then why Dude, why not play? right but <laughs> why don't it, you? it's I, I know it, it's it, it is you do have to uh, suspend your disbelief a little bit it's like okay captain america's going in solo whereas you know you know if, but, if he brought Thor and Iron Man with him, it yeah, makes but sure based it. on the threat, of course. But Captain America didn't say, "I'm not going to go into battle without my shield." Like yeah. you know what I mean? You you take what you need into battle, and why would you go in in a handicapped state? knowing you have the ability to not be handicapped anymore like it just i I, i've never understood that out of all of these series it's just like uh uh-oh common riders on the ropes we got to use this and he jams it into the belt and he does his little engine and he and he transforms into this powerful version it's like dude you should have just went in like that (laughs) but as i uh, as i was saying it's all based on money the they 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 look at current trends you could almost predict it in a lot of sense um they'll look at the trends and they'll say okay mm, like the kids are big on this social media so let's do something based on social media that'll attract the kids to watch it or you know like uh, pandas are huge this year well the next common rider is going to be panda based and you're going to have all these tchotchkes that jam into the 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 rider belt that allows you know an an infinite amount of panda forms like it's 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 egregious but i still love it and i don't know what else to say i love it so much but you could see through the curtain on the 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 high say series the show was it was all fun it was all you know superhero stuff but now it's it's just a tool to sell more plastic unfortunately so but this book i haven't really said anything about this book this book is fun it's good it's zero one number one uh if you are uh if if the new stuff gets you you know all hot and bothered this book is going to be more of the same it's really well done in in a sense that the art is is of a certain standard <laughs> the you know it it's not ishinomori 
it this is very slick, very detailed. Um Ben this is Avengers style common writer. Right? It's designed to appeal to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Uh I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna keep reading it. Thank you, Titan, for publishing it, but it's not as good as the old stuff. <laughs> Damn. It's not. It's just it's just really not. Uh it's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> just fun. And if you wanna be Common Rider Zero One, there is a mountain of plastic that you could buy to to be him. Damn. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a glowing and you know, a resoundingly positive endorsement. It was fun. I got my money's worth with the book, and I think you should read it. If you like Common Rider, you'll have fun with this. But if you like the OG Common Rider, this may not do it for you. <laughs> That's all I got on this. Let's just check the clock, my friend. Oh, we got to bring it home. Okie dokie. Yes, we got to bring this home because it is a holiday and we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, we got to thank the patrons because they made this possible. And where are they hanging out? Well, on the dedicated Slack channel, which is accessed through patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Next episode is the book of the month. Yes. And that is Pusey by Daniel Klaus. We may have a... Fanta graphics. Yeah. We may have a surprise for you next episode. We may. I mean, it's not a surprise for me. No, because you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because I've had this for a minute. And I... Every time... I flipped through it. I'm like, oh, this is a wordy bitch. And I put it down and I'll get back to it. And now I have no excuses. I will be reading it this weekend. Yes. All in one shot is tough. This was um, serialized, not consecutively either, in April. Like, it was in the first one. Yeah. 1989, then, 1990, 91, yeah. 92, 93, 94, 2006. So, yeah. yeah. It wasn't um, consecutive by any means. So, you'd have a little bit of Nan in one issue, and then maybe two issues would go by without him, and then he would appear again. And so, it was a protracted, prolonged thing. Uh, but reading it all in one book is cool and better than. Uh, in your travels, again, I don't think this is going to be a ringing endorsement because um, I can't completely say that I understand anything going on in this book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's a manga by Masaki Nakayama, and it's called PTSD Radio, Volume 1. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, there's, uh, it's, it's very strange. It's very disconcerting. It's, uh, it's troublesome. It's dark. It's, it's David Lynchian horror. Uh, not much is explained at all. It's the, the, it's high concept though, because the chapters 
are very short and they are preceded by a frequency. In nanohertz, I don't know why the whatever it is 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 delineated in nanohertz, but it is. Um, so I've read this entire thing, and there's nothing to do with a radio in the narrative, other than the chapters being broken into nanohertz. And then I I, I just looked at the the structure of the thing and the chapters are very short like as soon as you get tuned in and i'm using that uh descriptor on purpose as soon as you get tuned into it it stops and it fades into something else and then you'll you start to you know pick up on the the details or the beat of this next uh, chapter and then it ends and something else starts so it's not unlike tuning a radio right when you're uh, 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 and you're looking for something to identify with there's something that your ears can can connect with and uh, uh, you know like it, you're in the car and you're turning the radio this book is very much like that like you there there'll be a a, a pop of recognition and then it goes away and something else I'll, I'll, I'll come to the fore. It has to do with um, a hair. There's a lot of, of concepts dealing with human hair. Like there's a grandmother early on that cuts her granddaughter's hair uh, very, very short. And uh, she says, well, you won't have to do this again until you're older. Uh, there, there's a chant that you'll come into contact with th through the whole book. And it's called Ogushi-sama, pray pull, pray pull. I guess Ogushi-sama is a deity that transfers souls from one state to the next. I, uh, and, and, and it's represented by a phallic-looking... Uh, basically shapeless idol with horns uh, and and there's the effigies of of like a straw man with hair nestled inside and then the straw man comes to life there's a if you've seen um there's a trend in in japanese horror with the the pale face pale skinned girls with the hair over the eyes like the ring and and uh you know uh that is part of this there's in the chapter breaks you'll see a a, a black page and then on the next one maybe a little bit of forehead skin forehead i said and then in the next one a little bit more forehead until you see the the giant eyes of a pale skinned young lady and then it just the mouth opens and engulfs the page and then it goes back to something else it this book is just weird and i don't understand a lot of it i've gone through it twice I, I, there's parts of it that uh, I, 
those those cumbersome things called words are not going to adequately delineate what the hell's going on here you got to just experience it for yourself there's hair being pulled uh on on public transport and in bathtubs and faces are malleable and there's crows that aren't crows that look like crows but they're not they've got eyes where there shouldn't be uh see it doesn't make sense when i'm saying this stuff because you don't have a, a, a there's no foundation of anything you'd need to experience this book it's like over 300 pages of freaking weirdness like i i uh, if, if somebody said to me hey this looks pretty cool what's it about i got nothing i <laughs> i don't know what to tell you uh but i will say the production quality of it is remarkable like the cover is um a pastiche of radio things uh, you know if you're on the hundred thousand dollar pyramid things that a radio has well a radio has a speaker and dials and screws right but it, this cover also has a face along with all this bric-a-brac but it's it's debossed and it's spot varnished and the, in the speaker section each little hole in the speaker is debossed i've never seen <laughs> debossed this intricately done before it's very cool and then there's a spot varnish on the the rim of the speaker it's just really well done front and back it's 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 exceptionally well done but i don't know what i i'm trying to get the what does it mean i don't know hopefully um it'll i don't know if i want it to start to make sense because of like in a lot with a lot of lynch's stuff you know, uh, it, it's, it, the jury's still out as to what, you know, Lost Highway really meant or, uh, Mulholland Drive. Like, okay. Uh, but I, if you are open to not having everything clearly defined for you out of the gate, uh, I would give PTSD radio a shot. It's very disturbing. Oh, yeah. It's published by Codentia. Check it out. It's weird as AF. There you go. Yeah. Uh, wrapping up this episode of Bullpen Bulletins, uh, this is The Thing by Walter Mosley, who is a fantastic author. My wife is a big fan of his work. Um, wrote the novel that uh, the movie Devil in the Blue Dress is based on. Um, this is um, his first Marvel work. Art by Tom Riley. So it looks amazing. Uh, colors by Jordi Belair. Um, basically, right on the first page of every issue, it says a new story from a classic era. Um, because, yeah, it's not it's not set in current modern day continuity things are a bit weird um this was it it was fun um it kind of reminded me of i mean all for the most part it takes place on earth but it reminded me of um a lot of when uh 
thing when Ben did not return to Earth following the first Secret Wars and uh, and stayed on Battleworld and was just kind of wandering around and he was Rocky Grim Space Ranger and it, it kind of just it had that vibe somewhat. Um, thing and Alicia, they uh, they're on a break. They decide to take some time apart. Um, for whatever reason, he, he's uh, Ben is acting extremely jealous um and uh there's a um there's a gallery that uh this this guy vasquez he wants to um he wants alicia to uh to be a part of and so that's when um ben shows up and he just take things he's jealous Jumps to conclusions. She whips out. Oh no, no. Um, while uh, while all this is going on, there's this creature known as Mott M O T. Who um, he's his purpose is basically kind of just um, he, uh, he kind of there to make um, Ben's life a, a living hell. Um, he. Uh, He's he basically he, he he's uh, almost like an orchestrator the way he, he kind of um, like the way he's orchestrating the the events in Ben's life. There's um there's this dude who um, big big burly dude who kind of like lives in a um but but not quite a rundown building but basically. Um, my man is in love with this woman, this, this dancer, um, Amaryllis du jour. And, um, brusque rips my man's heart out and replaces it with, with, with something dark and black. Um, and, and then he's, he fights Ben, um, because after Ben and Alicia break up, um, Ben goes on a dating site and he's matched with Amaryllis. And uh, that's when this guy Brusque shows up to, to fight him. Um, it almost a lot of these six, it, 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 I, I have the singles. I, I believe it's been collected. Um, a lot of it kind of feels like a fever dream. It just, it it's, there's, you know, Ben, Ben's basically at the Baxter building alone um reed and sue are in moscow at a conference um johnny's at a car rally in arizona so you know they're all split up like willie lumpkin shows up just to like taps ben on the shoulder to give him his mail like how do you get all the way up there and it's it's um some of it just seems a little weird and 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 almost like a little too convenient um after uh after the mace is sprayed in in ben's face by um vasquez and and you know alicia walks away um ben's under arrest and and he's in a um he's in a cell um made from um synthetic vibranium and apparently Thor's hammer can't even break it. And he's sharing the cell with Hercules. Um, 
and I, um, Hercules is there because, you know, he was drunk and just being, you know, disorderly conduct. Um, and the <laughs> Reed shows up to, um, basically kind of bail Ben out. Um, so Ben goes home and there's, uh, that, He's having some dreams, and and Mott shows up in his dreams, um, and that's when Ben decides to shake the cobwebs and and go on this dating site. Amaryllis and his little boy, um, Connor, they're, they're kind of Ben's second or third wheel. They're they're just with him throughout the entire series. Um, but the boy knows things like he actually knows Uatu's like real name and silver surfer shows up and he's like, that's really not common earth knowledge. Like, how does this kid know this? The champion of the universe shows up. And, I mean, they, they Mosley knows his shit. Like he just brought everything that, you know, made people, the only thing missing really were with the little plastic straws to make, you know, to, to give Ben a beard. It's just, I, I really appreciated the little touches that, that, that Mosley added to, um, to kind of just, tie things from from Ben's past into the series. I, I um yeah, it's it's a bit violent. Some things are, are pretty final, the way some characters are kind of um done away with, but um it was it was a nice there's a nice break. It was like I said it was it was weird and um I don't I I don't know where it ranks on, you know, all time thing stories, but I thought um, as far as, you know, mostly having fun with the Marvel Universe, with Ben Grimm of all characters, um, Riley's art is fantastic as expected. Uh, it, it it was neat. It was, it, was, it was a neat little reprieve from whatever else um, is going on in the world of the Fantastic Four. Um, Pretty much it, the same thing. It's, oh really? Yeah, Ben and Alicia oh, well, was in the first issue. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't Fantastic Four. It was just Ben and Alicia. Uh, yeah. and like I derp. <laughs> and the first couple of pages is just re- I was yeah I was like yeah I, I can't I, I, no. I can't sit through this. Um, this but crap. this was this was fun. I, I I dug this a lot. If um if if you can if you just want something that's different and um you know kind of. Ben, in a way, you've never really seen him. It, it's it's just, it was, I dug it. I don't know. Um, now, I, your mileage may vary. It's, uh, if, if you're if you're a, a Ben Grimm purist, if, if there's certain things, you know, if there's certain ways you'd like to see Ben treated or, or how he, um, how he's treated. And that's the other thing, like the, the police department, they are, um, it was like they were, uh, Wearing the Into the Spider Verse, Miles Earth, um, PDNY was across their uh, their flak vest. It wasn't. It, it didn't say NYPD. It was just. It was. It's like I don't know why some things were shown that way. So it's like it's it's kind of. I don't. I don't know if this is something that would be. It's like like Silver Surfer Parable. It, it's like, is it just, it, is it a thing story that that's not beholden to anything before or after? Yeah, obviously, if you're familiar with that thing annual and you know about the Champion of the Universe and you know you you know Silver Surfer is and Galactus is mentioned things like that, 
there are connections to past stories, but um, it's it's kind of its own thing, which I dig. I I think that that's uh, if you know why why should someone like Walter Mosley care about whatever Dan Slott or Hickman or any or anybody was doing with these characters? He he, he wants to tell a uh, a thing story, and and he did, and and it was you know the Fantastic Four is barely there and uh that for the most part it takes place on earth there's 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 parts of it where it takes place on the moon um dr doom shows up again and and it, it's you know it's a doomorama but it is it it was in your travels i would recommend you checking out the next big thing um which was the title of the story but um as a member of the tribe, I enjoyed this series. I, I, I think it, it's. I don't know how others may feel about it, but, but I dug it. Both the art and and Mosley's story with these characters. Um, some of it didn't make sense, but I think that was kind of because it's, it's not like Mosley's new to writing. He, he makes a living telling stories, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of the things that have me scratching my head are deliberate, and um, and and maybe they're there somewhere on the page, and I just I, I, I missed it. But it was a um, it was a fun little ride, and and I uh, I appreciate the effort, and I I would like to see him, if not come back to to Ben to um, try something else with you know either a, a not as used character or just some other character that's part of a team that uh that doesn't get much love as long as it's not uh you know like gambit so yeah i i would definitely recommend uh this little these little six issues or collection if uh if you're more inclined in that direction be yeah, in your travels the thing by mosley riley and belair so ben and alicia aren't married in this no Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's there's a moment where um, he actually goes to um, he goes back home, and he's staring at the sculpture that uh, he and, and she's like, "Are you looking at that sculpture again?" And she and he says, "Yeah, it's the only statue on Earth made from a meteor." And he goes to touch her shoulder. She's like, "Don't touch me." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I know." And then she says, and that's when she says, "We need to take a break." Then we need to take a break. From each other to see other people to imagine different lives for ourselves and and he says but i don't want a life without you and she says i left the ring you gave me on your night table goodbye man yeah so they were engaged i won't be reading this that doesn't sound no i won't be reading it i'm glad you enjoyed it but that ain't for me nope hey everybody <laughs> oh, man. thank you for being here with us we hope you had a good thanksgiving uh Take a little snooze, because that's what happens after you eat the turkey. Uh, read some comics, hug your loved ones, and come back here next time. Which is very soon, because it's going to be the book of the month. Dun, dun, dun. So in the meantime, say goodnight. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. 
How about that, David? Good. Good night. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, good times. I good love time. that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. So I had so that good. queued up in my phone waiting. David. This nice. Oh, God. The human, oh, the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, people. I don't want to watch that movie. We love you. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> That's it for that one.